And welcome back, my food fanatics, to the second episode of the best iconic American food in boozy bracketology. Here in boozy bracketology, we believe in three things strong drinks, strong opinions, and crowning champions. Today, we are going to be talking about the dinner and dessert regions of the 36 team bracket that uh, actually I think it's well, it's 40 team, isn't it? Bracket that's been putting it put together here. Uh, so let's uh, meet our panelists who are going to be making all of these decisions for us. Uh, and we will start in Tampa, Florida. Chris, how you doing? What you drinking? I miss having cans because I don't get the little pop anymore. But Jeff, I am doing well, my friend. Uh, I had such a fun time in the last recording, I decided to come back here and uh, talk to you all some more. Uh, so I've got myself a, uh, not a pumpkin beer, like I yelled at before. This is a Yingling Oktoberfest. I'm not a huge fan of Oktoberfest beers. I do like Yingling. And uh, quite honestly, Nikki, your husband bought a bunch of beer when he was here, and I'm still drinking through it. So cheers. <laughs> All right, Chris, uh, from Tampa, we go up to the Yellowhammer State. Nikki, how's uh, things going in Alabama, and what are you drinking? Oh, things are going out and going fine. Uh, the weather can't make up its mind. I'm either, like, sweating or I'm freezing. I don't know. It's It's really crazy here. I don't understand how I need three different outfits for one day. Um, but <laughs> 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 it's crazy. But yeah, I'm doing good. I'm drinking a old classic, a uh, screwball whiskey, because I figured it's going to go nice with our dessert round. So little, little dessert after dinner. So <clears throat> sounds tasty. Uh, and from uh, Alabama, we go to the land of butter. Even though I believe the butter is named after Minnesota, not Land of Lakes, Florida. But Jeremy, Land of Lakes, Florida, will have to do as a substitute in a pinch here how you doing jeremy what you drinking <laughs> oh i'm good i'm good thank you so much uh for having me back uh i am not having a coke zero this time so i will join in on the party um however i will, I will buck the seasonal norm from the Oktoberfest and uh, pumpkin beers and go back to the line and kugel summer shandy that's right it's still been in my fridge since the summer but i'm gonna enjoy it and wish that it was summer again Bro, it's 85 degrees outside. I didn't think it was ever not summer in Florida. <laughs> Listen, I'm not talking about temperature. I'm talking about the time when I don't have to be teaching. Fair. That's, that's where I'm going with it. That's where I'm I'll going with it. I'll drink to that. Yeah. Seasonality is driven by our employment schedules, I suppose, at this point. Uh, I am uh, locked in here with my Sage Saison brewed downstairs. And let's uh, let's get it going. Uh, we will start off with our eight seed play-in game on the dinner side of things. Uh, Chris, your job, should you choose to accept it. That was wrong. It's your mission, should you choose to accept it. Damn. Anyway. <laughs> it's uh, you're, you got to decide between a pot roast and a crab cake, Chris. What are you picking? <laughs> so I'm torn here because on one hand, I don't really like seafood. And at the other hand, I've never had a pot roast that tasted good. Um, they just genuinely lack flavor. Like I don't think it's the best way to cook meat. Um, they just kind of come out flavorless pieces of meat, and I just 
they're already soggy, so I don't really want to put like barbecue sauce on it. It's a weird thing. I will say this: as much as I don't like seafood, uh, crab cakes and like jalapeno crab dip are delicious. Crab is like the only seafood I will kind of eat from time to time. Crab cakes are delicious. I do like crab cakes. I'm going crab cakes here. Crab cakes picks up its first vote because Chris apparently thinks that pot roasts are all flavorless and tasteless and hasn't been around enough Jews. Uh, Nikki, (laughs) you are our uh, second panelist. (laughs) We can make a real mean pot roast, guys. Yeah, I mean, and you got to have a... You gotta have a Mississippi pot roast. Have you ever had a Mississippi pot roast? That that got that got some flavor. That's so good. Mm. I make I make myself one of those quite often. Um, But yeah, I don't know. This is hard too because it's kind of a regional thing again. um, You know, my husband he grew up in the Alexandria area. He always talks about crab cakes, and he can't find a good crab cake except for there. Yep. Yeah, I mean, but you can find some great crab cakes in Florida. Um, I would probably not order a crab cake here in Alabama and expect much. So, but, <laughs> um, pot roast is one of those things. I feel like it is classic American. That's like a Sunday supper for, I mean, it, you know, back in the day too, that was a cheap, cheaper cut of meat. Um, and you could put potatoes and carrots, a lot of kind of cheap ingredients in it and but feed a lot of people. So, um, I, I think I got to go pot roast on this one. I think it's more iconic for me. Um, and yeah, a Mississippi pot roast is delicious. So. I'll make you one one day, Chris. All right. We got a uh, one, one tie in the play in game here. Jeremy's going to be making that decision, but because we only have three panelists, we don't have buzzer beaters. Well, that's not entirely true. Is it because I get to throw up all the buzzer beaters. I want (laughs) feel the power coming from my fingers, gentlemen and lady feel the power. That came off way different than you intended it to. Yeah. <laughs> did it? Did it? Did it? Did it come yeah. off bad? Did it come off bad? God damn it. Oh, no. I think I it came off well. All right. Anyway, I would also like to point out that it's very difficult to get a good crab cake anywhere except for the states of Maryland and Virginia and the city of Washington, D.C. Everywhere else puts way too much bread into it. This is a rant I'm on constantly because North Carolina thinks they have their own style of crab cakes that's so delicious. I've lived here for 19 years. I consider myself a North Carolinian, but when it comes to crab cakes, nah, y'all just ain't it. (laughs) You go up to Maryland, you have just enough breading to hold the juicy lumps of crab together with that Nice Old Bay seasoning, maybe a little bit of either mustard or mayo, depending if you want. It's delicious, guys. I, I love myself a good crab cake. Even the- even though, you know, the Jewish side of me says pot roast, brisket, it's like every holiday meal. I will still love a good crab cake. So, you know, I don't necessarily have a dog in this fight. Uh, but Jeremy, you get to you get to choose. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I I think, you know, like Jeff was saying, it it is really hard to get a really good crab cake outside of just a couple of areas across the country. Um, you know, I think second to like D.C. and Virginia and Maryland and up in those areas, I think there are some pretty good ones in Florida that I have had. 
but yeah, nothing compares to the ones in those areas. I think for me, honestly, and this kind of, I'm actually surprising myself a little bit because I kind of thought I knew where I was going to go with this and now I've switched it up. Um, I think I'm going to have to say pot roast. I think I, 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 I hear what Chris is saying and I, and I agree with him for sure about how like they're boring and bland and they're just, they're just what they are because you know, the, the birth of them was out of necessity of cutting costs and dinners being simple and, and all of those kinds of things that was kind of where they came from, but the evolution of them and like what they've turned into with the Mississippi pot roast. And like, you think about different cultures that have their own version of pot roast um, and America being the beautiful thing that it is, you know, with being a melting pot of cultures, I think, uh, yeah. I mean, I think, I think pot roast is the move for sure. It can be, can be, and should be. Pot roast can be and is our winner and heads on into the main bracket. We have our second dinner play in game, the two seven seeds. We have the seven seed of the classic chili. We'll face off against Jambalaya with neither crawfish pie nor filet gumbo there to help defend it. We start with Nikki. This one, again, it's hard because it is kind of regional. Like, some people grew up eating more jambalaya. Some people grew up eating more chili. Um, I mean, I guess for me, I just, I think I'm going to go chili here. I think that there's just a little bit more, like, there's so many different kinds of chili. And I feel like you can make chili and taste someone else's chili. And there's so many chilies that taste different to me. Um, there's a lot you can do with it. And that's why there's like always chili cook-offs and things like that, because everyone kind of has their own chili recipe. Um, you know, jambalaya, I, again, it's just, I don't make it as much. I, you know, I've had jambalaya, but it's just not something I grew up eating a whole lot of. So for me, I'm going to go with chili, but that was kind of a, a tough matchup because I mean, jambalaya is really good, So, I, but I think it just depends on, you know, what you grew up eating. Chili gets its first vote. Uh, we move on to Jeremy. Yeah, so I think I definitely agree with Nikki on a lot of those points. I think I think chili, you know, you think about all kind of like what I was saying with the last thing is you, you think about all the different like regions around the country and the different types of chili and the argument over, you know, is there are there beans or no beans? And, you know, you, you talk, tell somebody that in Texas and you're probably going to fight them. Um, you know, that, that chili is just meat. Um, you know, you think about Cincinnati, you think about the chili on, on the hot dogs there. Rhode Island has their own chili with hot wieners. Um, you know, so there's just, there's the, the locality of it. And, you know, again, kind of like the melting pot in different cultures. I think chili is definitely the move. Love a good jambalaya. I, I think there's definitely room for it in every, on every, uh, you know, on lots of menus in every home. I think everybody should try it. But chili is definitely the, definitely the winner there for me. Son of a gun, these guys are not going to have big fun on the bio. As Jambalaya is going home, Chili is moving on. Chris, is it a sweep? So recently, and by recently I mean back in September, I was in uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, to watch what ended up being the highlight of our college football season, FSU beating LSU uh, before their more recent downturn. Um, not even a downturn. They lost to three teams that were higher ranked than them. Not faulting them for it, but including NC State, by the way. I know. I was waiting mm -hmm. for the text that ever came. Should have won that game. Should have won that game. Mm -hmm. Don't throw the ball in that situation. Yep. I, if yep. we had a kicker, that game we win that oh, game, yeah. and it's yeah. and there's we that's three field goals we would have had a chance at making. But neither here nor there. Moving on. 
Um, but while we were there, we stopped at a place called the Gumbo House. Now, I'm not a huge seafood fan, but gumbo and jambalaya are pretty close as far as what they are. I think the main di- the main distinction there is rice intake, right? I think the jambalaya has got rice built into the dish, whereas gumbo typically has rice either served without rice or rice on the side. Am I right, Jeremy? Yes, sir. See? See? Look at you go. Look at my Wikipedia knowledge that I looked up two or three hours ago. Um, (laughs) I don't like seafood. Like crawfish, stuff like that, not my cup of tea. But I had a chorizo sausage gumbo and uh, no, sorry, a chorizo sausage jambalaya at the gumbo house because I didn't want, I wanted the rice built in. And damn it, if that wasn't the best thing I had the entire time I was in New Orleans. A city known for its food gave me one of the best meals I've had in a long time. I still, this is like three months, two months later, I still dream about that jambalaya, y'all. I'm going jambalaya here. I'm sorry. I I have never really found a type of chili that really kind of like grabbed me the way that jambalaya did. Well, Chris is the only panelist with their heads screwed on straight. Each uh, gives jambalaya its (laughs) vote. Come on, man. Cajun cuisine is just about as emblematic of everything that is wonderful about America as anything else. It's it's a mix of immigrants Mm -hmm. and African Mm -hmm. and native cuisines that has been blended together and yes the french and all of this wonderful stuff that's when it's pulled off well it's incredible uh and uh no this was the only cajun dish on this bracket and obviously went down in the play-in game so it goes but Let's give a shout out to the Cajuns. They they know what they're doing down there in oh, it's southern delicious. Louisiana. It's uh, you can definitely eat your way through New Orleans and Lafayette and any of those places. And incredible, incredible time down there. Uh, anyway, we are continuing with the dinner bracket into the main bracket. Our eight seed winter pot roast has a tall order ahead of it as it takes on the classic cheeseburger. Jeremy? Yeah, I think for me, this one's definitely no contest. Um, So I think, you know, there's probably two schools of thought. And I think back to like when we talked about hot dogs um, and hamburgers can kind of be in that same realm where you've you've got really good ones, you've got mediocre ones, you've got, you know, kind of crappy ones. Um, But to me, nothing like between these two, nothing says more iconic um, classic than, than a good, than a really good cheeseburger, even a mediocre cheeseburger on a, on a, on a bad day, I feel like can, can, is better than pot roast. So I'm going to go with cheeseburger on this one. Cheeseburger picks up its first vote. Chris. Jimmy Buffett ain't never sang a song about a freaking crab cake. He did (laughs) though, give you a recipe for a damn good cheeseburger. Um, (laughs) Listen, I don't care if it's a 49 cent cheeseburger at McDonald's or if it's the uh, the Wagyu beef cheeseburgers that I'm assuming there's Wagyu beef cheeseburgers. Someone has to someone will eventually ground that stuff up and make a burger out of it. It doesn't matter. The bison burgers, it doesn't matter. They're all delicious. Um, but we talk about like the the flexibility of it. The flexibility of a cheeseburger, you can have whatever you want on a cheeseburger. In fact, 
the PB Jam and Burger at Craft Street Kitchen, where it's uh, peanut butter and apricot jam, is delicious. Interesting. Cheeseburger is uh, by far the the pick here. Well, Chris's vote puts the cheeseburger in paradise and into the next round. <laughs> Nikki, is it a sweep? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, you can, we, we talked about the cheeseburger, you can get a cheeseburger anywhere here in the U.S. I mean, like fast food was cheeseburgers and it still is mainly cheeseburgers or hamburgers. I mean, I think you can count hamburger and cheeseburger on both of these. My husband um, would never eat cheese on a cheeseburger or a burger. Now he does, but he used to not. I still make fun of him for that. Like, who doesn't put cheese on their burger? Is he keeping kosher? Is can't, that be, it? can't be trusted. He's not even chewing. He's keeping kosher. Yeah. <laughs> uh, true. But yeah, I got a good cheeseburger or hamburger. All right. Cheeseburger gets the well deserved sweep. And we will move on to our four five matchup on the dinner region. Uh, the four seed Buffalo Wings. Take on the five seed mac and cheese. We will start with Chris. These next two picks Mm. for the first round are by far the hardest picks of the entire first round. I don't know how these four, if you're my iconic American foods, like these four are at least in your final eight. If not, these are your final four. Um, yeah, <laughs> brutal matchups here. This is a brutal matchup. Uh, I love both of these. Ver- the versatility of mac and cheese is amazing because you can have mac and cheese in a number of different formats, never, never different presentations. It can be a side, it can be a main dish. Um, buffalo wings don't necessarily have that, and the fact that it's just chicken wings. And your versatility comes with the dry rubs, the spices, the way it's cooked, and the sauce. It's That's what it is. But damn it. If I see buffalo wings on a menu somewhere, aside of like Applebee's or TGI Fridays, I've got to know what that, what that place is, what buffalo wings taste like. I have to. I just have to know. I've I've done the hot wing challenge. I've done the I love sweet barbecue. I don't care. I love buffalo wings. I want buffalo wings now and I already had dinner. <laughs> buffalo wings gets my vote. The classic drunk food gets one vote. Nikki. It's to you. I don't like this at all. Um <laughs> You made you the made bracket. Made the bracket. <laughs> well, again, the, hey, and I had and how the rankings were, it was based to- full, solely on what list they were and how many times they were on the list. And I had to count and that's how it, just how it is. It's how it is. But, uh, yeah. Um, I feel like Mac and cheese is one of those things. Um, like Chris said, it's very versatile. You can have some fancy Mac, you can have some craft Mac. I mean, it's all, it's all pretty good. I mean, and it's always a good side dish. You see it and it is a main dish too. Um, like I said, you can see it at diners. You can see it at very fancy restaurants. Buffalo wings. I mean, I feel like now, too, like, buffalo wing stuff is in everything. Now. Like you can get, like, buffalo quesadillas, buffalo chicken sandwiches. I mean, it's all very – it's become more than just wings, too. Uh, this is so hard because I feel like – I. If I'm going to crave one of these things as wings, like if I crave, I mean, I do, I crave wings. Like that's one of those, if I, if I get it in my head that I want buffalo wings, like I got to get them. Um, 
And it has to be blue cheese. I know some people are ranch people, but I got to have the blue cheese with my buffalo wings. I just got to do it. The ranch people are heretics. I got to have the blue cheese. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, because they're both iconic. It's like, I don't even know which one is more iconic. Uh, but, you know, what? I'm just going to make Jeremy decide. So I'm going to choose <laughs> mac and cheese. And <laughs> Uh, we punting? have a punt. You're <laughs> punting. Punts it. I'm punting Nick because punts I can't it. decide. They're both so good and I just don't know. So <laughs> I don't know what the to maker do. of the bracket punts one. <laughs> well, you could you could tell she married someone who went to college at Vanderbilt that she's punting on second down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I resemble that remark. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Sorry, we uh, we Commodores love our punts. It's about the only <laughs> thing we're good at, football wise. We're not uh, even good at that, so <laughs> good on you. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, Jeremy gets to make this decision. Congratulations! Uh, I'll throw up a minor buzzer beater. I love both of these foods. I'll eat them all, and every day again. You know if the health consequences of that wouldn't be disastrous. Um, mac and cheese is just usually more of a side dish. Uh, that's the the only thing I would be making my decision on. But I'm not going to criticize you for going either way here. This is a difficult choice, and good luck with it. Jeremy, you are the last panelist. And you're on mute. Oh, the mute bug! <laughs> Big ass mute bug. <laughs> he didn't. He, he's so so All troubled right. by okay. the decision. Right. Okay, okay. Is this better now? Yeah, yes. there we go. Ah, <laughs> uh, jeez, Almighty, I'm fired. Okay, you give me one half a beer, and I'm like, I can't even function. It's fine. Um, so, <clears throat> so I'm gonna make some people real angry. Real sorry, but Nikki, you did this. I blame you. I did. I you, did do it. I'm you sorry. made me do this. So <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I sat here and I thought back and forth the whole time while everybody was talking and listening to the points that everybody was giving. And while I agree that a great buffalo wing is craveable, it's something you look for for you know, it's it just one of those nostalgia things. You look, you know, and it, like Chris said, anywhere you go, you look for a really good buffalo wing. For me, it's mac and cheese, man. I can't. I, I love. I, I freaking love cheese, man. I, I can't. Like, cheese is such an amazing thing, and mac and cheese is just one of those things that, like, that it's one of the things. So, I, like, I think about my wife a lot with mac and cheese, and so that, like, you know, instantly brings me comfort and warmth. And because she loves mac and cheese, when we go places, you know, we will get mac and cheese and we'll share it. I just think that, like. You know, a really good mac and cheese, like buffalo chicken mac and cheese. I'm surprised nobody said that. Like, I know you guys talked about like mashups with other foods in mac and cheese, but like buffalo chicken oh, yeah, can go on mac and cheese. Mac and oh, cheese yeah, can't go right. on buffalo chicken. So, ergo, mac and cheese all the way. All right. Sorry. All right. I, I like the logic there. Uh, that, that, <laughs> we, we got to a good place there. Mac and cheese. Moving on. Sorry. And we Chris, move on. Leah will never forgive you, too. I'm 
we move on to a matchup between two foods that no one has ever had strong opinions about, ever. (laughs) No one has ever argued about what is the best form of these particular foods for days, weeks, years (laughs) on end. As a North Carolinian, I uh, obviously have strong feelings about one of these. And I don't know how you all are going to make this decision. I'm just going to sit here and laugh at you as you try. <laughs> Nikki, you get to start us off. Decide between the three seed pizza and the six seed barbecue. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Um, yeah. Ah, <laughs> <Chris. laughs> uh, you know, this is and, a final. This is, is a final. I know, I know. In the I first know. round, it, it is. It's, it's, it's. It really. This was. This was. This was upsetting. Um, and I know I made the bracket, and I'll get a lot of shit, and it's fine. Um, but you know, and it's funny too, because when I, you know, when I was making the bracket, you know, it was hard too, because I was really trying to find stuff that was rooted in. United States. Now, pizza, you could argue, is kind of rooted, has Italian roots, but let's face it, pizza is American now. I mean, it's it's a totally different thing. I think we've changed pizza to where we can claim it. Um, I mean, like, I would have maybe thrown spaghetti and meatballs in here, but I thought it was too controversial, so I didn't do it. Um, but, uh, and then barbecue, too. It's everywhere you go, it's a different barbecue. I mean, everybody likes a, a bit of a different taste to it um you know there's the texas barbecue north carolina but i mean it's just all so different and it's all delicious um and there's such an art to barbecue making too like you know uh just some really good barbecue there's just so much work that goes into barbecue and pizza i mean you can have some not so good pizza i mean you can have pizza that's basically cardboard um all the frozen pizzas, delivery pizzas. We argued lots of delivery pizzas in our restaurant or fast food bracket, whichever we did a couple years ago. Um, everybody had their own opinions about which pizza takeout place is the best. And But even, like, I'm still a fan of t- pizza takeout. Like, I mean, you can get better pizza other places, but I'm still a fan of just, like, Pizza Hut, like I am. Um... And it is like, what night in college did you just not like want to order pizza? Oh, oh it's so hard because it's at every party. Pizza's at every party. Barbecue's delicious. Um, okay, I think I think based on just what I feel like is more iconic U.S. food, I think I'm gonna go pizza. I think it's just a little bit more iconic. Uh, if you think of us, I mean, barbecue is, but it, again, it's kind of regional. There are some areas like, you know, we didn't do a lot of barbecue in California. We just didn't. Um, so yeah, sorry. Ah. Pizza gets its first vote. Jeremy is now your turn in the gallows. I have a lot to say. Um, I, I don't know where to start. Um, poor Nikki, you were, you were squirming with that one. You had a, you had a tough time. I saw the inner turmoil. I didn't um, know what to say. 
I know. I know. Nobody else could see what you were going through physically, but I'm sure that you could all feel it in 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 her voice. Um, it's it is a tough one. I mean, it's. It, it, I think in some form, everyone loves some kind of barbecue in in some shape or form, and obviously, I think the same about pizza. Everybody loves some form of pizza. There is regionality with barbecue to the max, right? Like, like Nikki was saying. But I also think there is a lot of regionality with pizza. I mean, you think about like the vast differences between, you know, the traditional, you think Italian style or like margarita pizza or the Neapolitan. And you think about New York, which is similar style pizza. But then you have Chicago where it's like not even pizza that we know of the way it started. But it's also badass in its own way. Um, I hate this. I hate this. There's artistry for sure in both of them. I think there's more. And, and so I, I, for, for the purposes of only, or like for the reasons of only like deep rooted, like tradition and culture and pit master and all of those elements, I think I'm going to go barbecue. I think I got to go barbecue on it. I Listen, I love pizza. I said, I love cheese. I mean it. I stand by it. I'll say it until the day I die. But I will never turn down great barbecue. <laughs> Chris sorry, looks Chris. Ill. I'm sorry. Chris I, looks I, ill. I'm sorry, decision. Chris. It's 1-1. One, one. I guess we probably should have expected this one to be 1-1. One, yeah. one. Chris is clawing <laughs> his eyes out right now. I wish you guys could see this uh, this visual here. Chris is in Go with agony. your gut, Chris. Go with your gut. I'm waiting for the buzzer beater. <laughs> from me my good lord i don't know what I mean, i'm gonna say they, they i think a lot has been said that they, both of these foods have amazing regionality in terms of you know, and variability uh they're foods with dedicated partisans who you know, you go anywhere in Eastern North Carolina and suggest putting a tomato anywhere near a barbecue sauce and you'll probably get run out of town on a rail. Uh, Is North Carolina the one that had the mustard space sauce? That would be mm-hmm. South Carolina and they are heretics and should be hung. Okay, uh, one more reason not to go to South Carolina. Don't Sorry, my South Carolinian listeners, y'all are lovely people, I'm sure. Uh, Just There is... I mean, they're they're also both just very American foods, like you know, barbecue as a uh, you know the the artistry of the poor southerner, the black farmer, the pig farmer, roasting one up, uh, you know, a, a, a uh, form of food that came from native island uh, Caribbean islanders, I guess. Um, and came here. Pizza, uh, obviously a food of immigrants for a nation of immigrants. Uh, I have no idea how to guide you on this one, Chris. There is really no wrong answer. Um, there's a problem with that logic. Yeah. So I mentioned I'm from Bridgeport, Connecticut, which those that don't know geography, that's a little armpit of Connecticut. That is about mm. an hour train right outside New York City. New York City not exactly known for its barbecue, but it's definitely known for its pizza. I grew up on New York style pizza. Um, I have had more New York style pizza in my life than probably any other food. Um, 
pizza is a very versatile food because you can get an expensive pie, you can get a really cheap pie, you can get the the cheap French bread pie that they give you at the Florida school in the Florida school system. Jeremy, you know what I'm talking about. Jeremy, mm-hmm. do they still serve Mexican pizzas in school? Honestly, no. Okay, probably a good. No, it's thing. really sad. It wasn't. Uh, yeah, probably a good thing, but. Um, <laughs> Pizza is so versatile because you can get like a really there's not really I don't think there's that many like really expensive pizzas but you can get like a thirty or forty dollar pie, or you can get a cheap pie. You can get the hot and ready at Little Caesars. I remember in college you can get a two dollar uh, Win Dixie brand oven baked pizza because I could get that in a six pack of Natty Light and be out there under out of there under five bucks. Oh, college is fun time. Um, and then you look at barbecue. The, just the term barbecue encompasses so much because it's. Not just like it's not just one type of meat. It's not one type. It's a plethora of meats, a plethora of spices, a plethora of of ways of preparing it, of ways of cooking it. Um, but then it's also it's useful across. Like it's not just like oh, it's just a dinner. No, 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 no. Breakfast tacos, beef brisket tacos are amazing. You pair beef brisket with some eggs and a flour tortilla shell, a little bit of a little bit of a like garlic sauce. Oh my gosh, you will be drooling for the rest of your days. Well, I'm hungry now. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Um, but then I have Gino's Pizza once a week, and it's right here. And it's like it's legitimately good New York-style pie. And you get to fold it in half with your thumb, which my, with, your, with your, uh, your first finger, which my wife has never seen before until we got together. That's how you eat pizza. You fold New York-style pizza in half, and you eat it. You yep. tilt to the side, you eat it. Um. I'm stalling for time because I know the answer and I don't want to say it. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but the versatility of barbecue is going to win for me. There's just so much more you can do with it. Um, I will say bad barbecue is much worse than bad pizza. (laughs) But good barbecue, y'all. Good barbecue. Mm Mm-hmm. Like Think that's about, like, right. the, the the different cultures that barbecue spans to. Like, I mean, everybody has like different cultures have their own versions of pizza, but like, think about how many cultures have their version of barbecue. The versatility matters. I I love barbecue. Uh, I prefer Kansas City and Texas barbecue to anything else. I'm still I, I never try to make my own pizza, but I try to make my own barbecue as often as I can. Um, I've got my smoker. I love using it. Barbecue mm-hmm. gets my vote. Chris betrays his Italian heritage <laughs> and barbecue is an American moves food. on. Pizza is an American food. <laughs> totally fair. Uh, that was a difficult matchup. Uh, medals and citations to all of our panelists for going through that one. Uh, you uh, you fortunately have an easy one for two the two seven matchup. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. It's between fried chicken and chili. <laughs> uh, have fun with this one, Jeremy. You started <laughs> off. Oh, man. <sighs> fried chicken and chili, man. That's a jeez, Nikki. God. Uh, sorry, well, okay, that one. This one's not totally your fault because chili made it through the the whatever. But so, still your fault. I blame you. Um, <laughs> so. I don't keep relying on this, but like when I think about a food, like the first thing I think about is 
and this is probably just the total food nerd in me, but I think about like the history of that food and like the different cultural influences of that food. And when I think about that in relation to both of these, my mind goes to fried chicken. Like, cause there's some like, you know, when you think about different, like Korean fried chicken is, is very similar, but totally different in a lot of ways than just the standard Southern, you know, hot sauce, buttermilk soaked fried chicken that we know and love. Um, I, you know, I think to like, like Savannah, Georgia, going to Mrs. Wilkes when we went there for fried chicken and it's, it's like an otherworldly experience. And so I, I, chili has never given me that anywhere other than on the other end that nobody really wants to deal with in the bathroom. So I, I think I'm going to have to go with fried chicken on this one. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go there. Jer- I had to go Jeremy's there to make my toilet point. thanks us as he chooses fried Chris. chicken over chili. Uh, Chris, what's your choice? Nikki, did you ever eat at Southern Fresh in Safety Harbor? Yes. So good that's a, it's really good fried chicken because they tell you when you go to Southern Fresh that when you order your fried chicken that it's going to be a good minimum of a half hour to 45 minutes before you get your meal because they don't even start prepping it until you order it. That way they guarantee when you get your fried chicken, it is the freshest fried chicken you can get. Uh, fried chicken when done right is amazing. Uh, fried chicken when done wrong is still edible. <laughs> chili I can't say the same for I'm still a little mad it's, it's chili and not jambalaya this isn't close fried chicken gets my vote fried chicken is moving on is it a sweet Nikki uh, you know I mean I don't know for me like fall winter like is chili with some a side of cornbread you know <laughs> that's no longer here um, yeah. so that's definitely like a nostalgia thing for me like we always had a lot of chili um, but we also had a lot of fried chicken. Um, my grandmother, God rest her soul, made the best fried chicken. Like she, that, that woman could cook some fried chicken. My dad knew if we went to South Carolina and there was, you know, a plate of fried chicken waiting for him that she loved him. Um, so that was delicious. Uh, so yeah, I think I have to go fried chicken. I kind of agree. Like if you can have really, really good fried chicken and then you can have still pretty good fried chicken. I mean, I mean. Don't knock the fried chicken from Publix. It's actually pretty tasty. So, you know, so yeah, I think I have to go fried chicken on this one, but um, I do have a lot of love for chili. Fried chicken moves on to face barbecue in the sweet 16. Uh, Good luck with that decision, guys. Uh, Start planning for it now. Uh, We're going to move on to the dessert region. uh, where Our first play in game is between the eight seeds of Jell-O and s'mores chris you lead us off is it back to me already is it yeah okay nikki started the pizza barbecue one then jeremy started the fried chicken one now you start this one. Oh, that's right i started the other impossible choice from the right. last bracket <laughs> okay so jello versus s'mores uh I feel like s'mores is a little tainted because like there's now everything is s'mores flavored this and s'mores flavored that. I can go and get a Quaker Oats granola bar that's s'mores flavored. I don't want to eat dried out uh, chocolate chips in top of a graham cracker and 
what I'm hoping is marshmallow that's holding it all together. Hoping, doubtful, <laughs> but hoping. Um, I can have a s'mores pop tart, which is just chocolate. I guess it's maybe a graham cracker outer s'mores is a little tainted. But when you make a s'more in a campfire, you're not just making a s'more. You're doing it with friends and family around. It's an experience. There's more to that experience. Um, I'm not going to tell you what I think about when I think of Jell-O or Puddin' Pops. Uh, we're not going to go there on this show. But I will say I have a lot of fond memories of making <laughs> s'mores around the campfire with family and friends. S'mores gets my vote. S'mores gets the first vote. Uh, apparently, the uh, despite it being tainted by questionable utility in the snack industry. Jell-O, of course, is tainted by its association with Bill Cosby, so there's that. Nikki, uh, you are our second panelist here. Yeah, I mean, I'm in agreement, you know, but the thing about Jell-O, I mean, despite its, you know, being tainted on certain things, we have to forget, like, Jell-O, Jell-O sort of lost its, um, you know, we don't have as much Jell-O desserts now, but I mean, in the seventies, I mean, that was it. I mean, bring a jello mold and you were like, that was it. I mean, like jello was such an important dessert. Um, also too, like gelatin is used in a lot of desserts too, just um put in it. So for me, I think I'm gonna go jello. I think it's a little bit more of an important dessert um in US history. So um that has my vote. But I do like me a good s'more. And I agree with Chris. Like, why is everything s'more flavored? Like everything is like <laughs> it's now like it's a trendy dessert now, the s'mores, but really it's graham crackers and like marshmallows. Like we've made it over the top. <laughs> well, the uh largely tasteless wobbly monstrosity that is jello. <laughs> has pulled even with the delicious, <laughs> incredible, perfect combination of charred marshmallow, melted chocolate, and graham cracker that is the s'more. And Jeremy has to make the decision between these two very, very unequally matched up foods. <laughs> Choose wisely, uh. my friend. Oh, listen, there's not much to me. There's not much of choice to be made here. I think um, I don't want to go to the route of what, you know, talking about with Jello, just like everybody else said, we don't need to go there. It's a different podcast. <laughs> um, but, you know, Jello has its place in history. Like Nikki said, I mean, it's, it's, you know, in a lot of clouds, you look at like a lot of classic eighties, like Jello salads and like all the gross shit that people used to do with Jello. Um, and it's really troublesome. The things that people used to eat with Jello, like I'm not gonna lie, it's it's it's, it's disgusting. Like there's no need for it. The, to me, the only need for Jello right now in like today's day and age is like if you're sick and you need something like clear liquid diet, something to put in your gut, and that's about it. Um, I the only use I really see for Jello is like Nikki said too, like in in. I mean, this is like my spoiled, like French trained dessert mind is, is in like mousses and things where it like actually serves a function as like for its, for its properties and what it does, not eating it as a food. So like saying what we're going, going on and then going off of what Chris said, like it's totally all about the experience, the nostalgia. You think about campfires and summer camps growing up and family and 
s'mores all the freaking way. But stop. Can we stop bastardizing s'mores, please? Can we stop doing stupid shit with s'mores, please? I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I listen. If this is the one I'm going to be passionate Agreed. about, it's going to be this one. Like, Agreed. Stop doing ridiculous shit with s'mores. <laughs> Leave it be. Let it be what it is. Passionate plea to leave yes. s'mores alone, like Brittany. Yeah. We move on to uh, free s'mores. Moves on. Free s'mores. <laughs> free s'mores. <laughs> <laughs> free it from the Quaker granola bar conservatorship that it's Unbelievable. in. Unbelievable s'mores granola bar. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Sorry, I warned you. S'mores was going to be the one, man. This is the one I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to put everything on. <laughs> well, you'll get to talk about it more in the in the, uh, in the main bracket because it's moving on. One would on. say s'more. Get to talk about s'more. Come on, I'm going to have some more nothing. How could I have yep. some more nothing? <laughs> <laughs> I had to. Head, Sorry. Head into the seven seed play-in game. Uh, Nikki, you are going to start us off with this one. The choice is between carrot cake and that Florida classic key lime pie. Oh, another tough one, even though it's a plan. Um, uh, I really like both of these um, and they're very different um, desserts. Like carrot cake is kind of this rich cake with the cream cheese and you know key lime is a little bit lighter um with that graham cracker crust um hmm. you know honestly i i don't can't really decide which one i feel like is more iconic i think they're both kind of even you know so i think i'm just gonna go on what i like the best and for me i'm always gonna choose key lime pie so i'm gonna vote key lime pie Keelan Pie gets his first vote. Jeremy? Yeah, so, you know, I thought I was going to struggle this one with this one, but now I'm, I'm not so sure. I, I think, so, like, just as a side note, if, I, if anybody actually knew how much sugar was in key lime pie, forget every other dessert. Like, if you knew how much sugar was in that, you, the diabetes. Like, it is, <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's like, it's like legit 80% sweetened condensed milk i don't want to ruin it for people but it's literally only three ingredients like i just i need you all yeah. to know that but it's awesome I mean, like don't get gotta... me wrong <laughs> so they yeah, gotta like... offset the acidity of the limes i mean well no i mean yes right? yes no you're 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 absolutely right I, you know i mean has anybody ever seen like a real key lime like they're super tiny yeah, yeah, they're like crazy small, but like even when we went, we we took a road trip down to the Keys um, over the summer, and like the first thing I really obviously had to have was a piece of frozen key lime pie on a stick. Like, it's one of those things. I feel like it is kind of super regional to Florida, though. Like, I feel like it is a real true Floridian thing. So, like the thing that like, and I'm born and born and raised Tampa, Florida. Like, I've never lived anywhere else outside of like Orlando, um, but. You know, so that that part of me should say key lime pie, but I, I think I love a good carrot cake. Growing up, carrot cake was the cake I wanted for my birthday cake. It's weird as a kid, I think, for some, but it, it, there's just there's just something about it that for me, I I'll, I'll pick a really good carrot cake any day. I think, yeah, that's it's hard for me to say because I do love key lime pie, but I'm gonna go carrot cake. 
Right, well, Chris gets to make yet another sneaky, tough decision. Sorry, Chris. Carrot cake, key lime pie. Yeah, one this. To one. Um, you get to choose. Yeah, it's. I genuinely love both of these desserts. Uh, for me, looking at the rest of this portion of the bracket, like it's not close. These are my number one, number two out of the out of the dessert round. You have them facing off in the freaking play-in game. Uh, because carrot cake is delightfully delicious. It's sinfully delicious. It's sweet where you want it to be. It tastes just healthy enough for you to consider it a superfood. And by superfood, I mean super bad for you. You're still going to have two or three slices. The cream cheese on it, the cream cheese uh, dressing, dressing, the frosting, pitch perfect. Um, the little chunks in there, just it, it hits the spot. Key lime pie is like, Almost makes up for Florida Man. <laughs> like, almost makes up for Florida Man. It gets close to making up for Florida Man, uh, for the state of Florida, because it gives us one, it's probably one of the few things that gives us a good name. God knows it wasn't the uh, the Gators football team. Um, <laughs> we're all Gator haters here, right? I can say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah screw the Gators. Okay. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> I know my crowd, and I play to them. Listen, at the end of the day, not to put too fine a point on it, I will never turn down key lime pie. Like, to the point where I would almost prefer that I not get cremated just so I can get buried with a key lime pie. I love key lime pie. Um, It is my favorite dessert. I think it's delicious. Yes, it's very sugary. It's, It's puckeringly sweet. Um, and I'm not a, I'm not a guy with a sweet tooth. I would pre- very much prefer to, to overdose on beer and chicken wings. But if I'm having dessert, you better believe I'm having key lime pie. I had key lime pie for like my birthday, like two or three straight years. So key lime pie, not even close. <laughs> key lime pie takes the victory and we'll move on into the main bracket. We move on. The one seed apple pie. A dessert so American that it is as American as itself <laughs> will take on S'mores, the eight seed play-in game winner. Jeremy, you get to vote first. I need you all to feel that sigh. <laughs> as as, a, as, a, as a, a baker at heart, and all of the wonderful, beautiful things that are both of these desserts. I hate this one too. This one rips at the core for me. Um, I So thinking about the two desserts, like fundamentally, like you can have a really... Even a, I feel like even a shitty apple pie is still still can be good. Like throw a scoop of ice cream on that shit and it's it's delicious. Like let's be real. Um, s'mores they just are what they are. Like if we're if we're gonna talk about them in their non bastardized forms, because please don't get me started on that again. <laughs> I think they just they just are what they are, and if you if you don't screw with them, they're amazing, right? Like. 
you know, apple pies around all the holidays. It's like the true quintessential Americana, the whole, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, you know what? I fought so hard for s'mores and for me, this is deadlock, but I'm going to go with s'mores just purely for the memory, the nostalgia, the, yeah. Cause I think I can get apple pie in other ways that don't piss me off like s'mores. <laughs> just saying. That's Jeremy just goes to the strength of his emotions and <laughs> goes on, chooses s'mores. The eight seed is up early against the one seed. Chris, do you go with, uh, do you concur with Jeremy? Well, I think the movie American Pie ruined pie for me for a while. <laughs> uh, listen, I have really good memories of s'mores. Uh, I have really good memories of like just family and friend vacations. We would go on up to, oh God, what is that? Oh, what is it? Is it Starkey Park where you can rent out the cabins up in Pasco County? We used to go up there, rent out cabins, and just just yes. cook s'mores for hours and on end at night. Um, while the adults kind of chit chat and the kids all played and played tag and all that. Uh, I love s'mores. I have had apple pie a lot more recently than I've had a s'more. And there is something purely magical about warm, fresh baked apple pie with a scoop of vanilla ice cream. That is pitch freaking perfect dessert. Uh, I've got to go apple pie on this one just because that combination of those two together, I love it. And we are tied after the second uh, panelist, Nikki. This is now your decision. <laughs> is it apple pie or s'mores? You know, I don't. I don't know if it's. I guess it's just me. I didn't. We didn't go. Maybe we just didn't do a lot of camping or something. I mean, I like s'mores, but I mean, to me, it's just marshmallow and like a graham cracker. I just. I don't know. I'm not seeing. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's good. Did, did your family not put the chocolate bar in it? Uh, we did. We did. We put the chocolate. But I mean, it's it's. But it's it's a graham cracker and chocolate. I mean, it's. I don't know. Uh, there's just not that much to it. I mean, it's it's good. It's delicious. And like, and you got to have the good toasted marshmallow. It can't be too, like you know, it has to be the right marshmallow too. If it's like too burnt, doesn't taste right. But it, if it's not cooked enough and it doesn't melt down, because it has to have like a melted part of the chocolate. Because a s'more is not good if the chocolate's not like good and melted and the marshmallows not perfectly mushy um it's art nikki it's art. it is you're right i mean okay it, it is more intricate sorry sorry it is it is it is okay all right i'll give you that speaking out of pocket here <laughs> we're good we're good i'll give you that i mean and again an apple pie it is it's like you think of america oh american is apple pie i mean it's definitely like when we're talking about iconic foods of course I mean, is it the best dessert? I don't know, but I just feel like it's classic American. I mean, it, to me, it just goes together. It's American like apple pie. So I feel like for the sake of this bracket, I got to go with apple pie. But um, you guys have given me a new appreciation appreciation for s'mores. So thank you. <laughs> it's apple season and apple pie moves on. Uh, we move on to our 4-5 matchup between two Southern Classics. Pecan Pie, the four seed, and Cobbler, the five seed. Chris, get us started. I'm going to piss some people off. Why is Pecan Pie, one, one, why is it Pecan Pie, but I call them pecans? Someone answer that for me. 
No I, one calls them pecans except for crazy people. It's pecans. Crazy. I've always called them pecans, but I've always called it pecan pie. I don't know why. But why is that so freaking sweet? Like, why? It seems unnecessarily sweet. Um, it's not the taste I would have expected to have when biting into pecan pie. I wasn't a huge fan. Uh, peach cobbler, freaking delicious. It's freaking delicious. It's the only flavor of cobbler I've ever had. But peach cobbler, y'all, that's a good dessert. Like, you're not going to go wrong getting peach cobbler. So that cobbler's getting my vote. Cobbler gets an early lead, Nikki. Yeah, but Kampai, it's it's that it's a harder one too because it is a classic, um, like a kind of a Thanksgiving um, or holiday dessert. Um, I, I agree, it is a little sweet. Um, I mean, a good pecan pie, though, is really, I mean, if you get, like, a really good homemade one, the problem was it's pecan pie doesn't have what apple pie has, like, where it could be decent. Like, I feel like if pecan pie just isn't good, it just, it doesn't taste good. It just kind of tastes just, I don't know. I mean, it unless it's a really good pecan pie, I don't, I don't love it. Um, cobbler. And again, this is a taste thing. Like, I just like the, the best part of the cobbler. Some people like more fruit. Some people like more of the topping. I like probably a little bit more of the topping. That's kind of my vote. I just love that, you know, brown sugary uh, topping on a cobbler. So I'm going to go with cobbler and beat out pecan pie. So that's just a personal preference. Cobbler moves on. Uh, I will say that one of the most indulgent uh, gastronomical experiences of my life was tasting the fried pecan pie at the North Carolina State Fair. Was it good? I am not entirely certain how anyone finishes one of those things. <laughs> it is a slice of pecan pie that has been frozen and deep fried and has sugar put on top of it. And I'm pretty sure that if you actually do manage to get halfway through it, you automatically get diabetes. Like your, your, your body just actually goes into diabetic shock. I, I took four bites of it. And I think I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't finish this. Who's finishing this? I, my then four year old had uh, my, my now older child had a couple of bites. And, uh, they have a pretty big sweet tooth. They, they weren't a fan of it. Uh, <laughs> it is it was it was tasty. But man, is, uh this the most incredible combination of sugar and fat you could ever imagine. Uh, Jeremy, is uh, does, does Cobbler get the sweep here? Oh, man. All right. So I, mm, I'm undecided. I'm undecided as of now. Um, so pecan pie... What? <laughs> so Cobbler moves on at 2 and one <laughs> Yeah, well, so... I, I, I have I have an important question to ask regarding this cobbler. So there, to me, there is a total disregard for the fact that there is a difference between crisp fruit crisp and like fruit cobbler. They are two different things. Mm -hmm. So to me, a cobbler is like has the like it's it's more like cakey parts that it's like because it's like a batter that you pour over the fruit and then you bake it. Right. Right. And so it's all, it's almost more like cake with fruit where fruit so are we talking about we are talking about cobbler, correct? Yeah, the almost more like a sugary biscuity kind of Yes. Okay. Yes. I just want to make sure cuz I don't I don't 
not everybody really understands that there's a difference. So I just needed to, that was an important distinction for me. Um, so, and, and, and with, with pecan pie, actually I say it both ways. I was realizing that too. I, I think it depends on which way the wind is blowing. Um, I say pecan or pecan. I, I think I, I don't. I don't think it matters. Um, but so what, what Chris was saying, like it, yeah. So yeah, like it's it's super sweet. Like it's disgusting. If you knew again, it's one of those things. If you knew what was in it and and what ratios, you would be very upset with yourself. Um, but if you've never had a pecan pie with bourbon in it, so because this is boozy oh, bacteriology, I'm going to bring this up. Because I feel like that is the only way to make pecan pie is with a good bourbon and chocolate chips. So if you've never mm -hmm. had that type of pecan pie and you have the opportunity, I highly suggest it. Um, the bourbon kind of cuts a little. Hey, listen, it's still super sweet. Don't get me wrong. But that little bit of that bourbon cuts kind of through that. And then the chocolate chips, if it's they're using the right kind of chocolate that kind of helps cut through it with some bitterness. So highly recommend. Are you sending me one of those pies? <laughs> really that sounds amazing. So I, am, I, I am selling it, them it for the holidays. Um, <laughs> but they are like, that's just one of those things where to me, like plain pecan pie, it's just, you, you like, you eat it because you know, you like it. And it's one of those things that it's kind of like black licorice to me or like black jelly beans. Like some people like them. Some people don't, and it's just kind of one of those things where it's super divisive on either side. There's not a lot of in between, um, but I'm telling you, like, if you have a chance, try it with bourbon and chocolate chips. It is, it hands down makes it way better. Um, uh, I think for that reason, because I know about that and how much better it can be, and it doesn't have to be just like cloyingly sweet. I think I'm gonna go pecan pie. All right, pecan pie gets its yeah. vote. The cobbler moves on. We go to the three-six matchup between two foods that also double as euphemisms: the three-seed cheesecake and the six-seed milkshake. Nikki, you start us off. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, ah, this is a tough one for me. I mean, I again, this is. I love a good cheesecake. Um, and it is, it's one of those things you probably, I mean, you see, che I, I, and I am, I am intimidated to make cheesecake. It's just one of those things that intimidates <laughs> me. I mean, I like to bake some, but it scares me to make, it looks complicated. You have to do like water baths and all that stuff. So mm. I'm only going to buy like a cheesecake or order a cheesecake, like a milkshake. I'll, you know, I'll make in my blender. I mean, it's better to go out and get a milkshake, but I will make my own. Um, I feel like milkshake is a little bit more iconic as far as like you know burgers and fries and a milkshake like it's a diner kind of dessert um and now they have those you know milkshake bars too where they literally will put like a whole piece of cheesecake in the milkshake um so <laughs> um, so you have that so i think i'm gonna go milkshake on this i think it's a little bit more um i think there's more you can do with a with milkshake but i do like cheesecake too but i'll go with milkshake all right bringing the boys to the yard y'all now let's now let's bring the boys to the yard in fact. <laughs> Jeremy, you're next. Yeah, Nikki made a lot of really good points. I think, you know, a milkshake is it, obviously it's a lot more can be a lot more of a simple thing. 
um, more easy to acquire, you know, making it yourself or even just running through your local drive through and getting a simple one, you know, that kind of thing. Whereas cheesecake, you kind of have to work a little harder. Like even if you're, even if you're not making it, even if you're going to buy it, you like have to go to the store and at least buy the cheesecake and maybe thaw it or whatever. So it takes a little bit more work to enjoy, but I have more of an appreciation, I think for cheesecake because of it's all I know milkshakes are super versatile, like Nikki said, but so is cheesecake. Like I, I I don't really like applaud this restaurant just because its menu is ridiculous, but Cheesecake Factory, they do the one thing that's in their name phenomenally. And you can't, you know, you, you can't fault them for that. And they have a million flavors of cheesecake and they're all not from my own personal experience. I have not had them all, but every piece I've ever had is delicious. Um like really good cheesecake is should be very simple. And I think for me, just because of, of what it is and it, being able to make one as a feat in and of itself, I think I'm going to go with cheesecake. It's funny you mentioned the Cheesecake Factory. My wife, one of her jobs in college was as the person who thaws out the cheesecake. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure. Like, yeah, that's a, that is a job factory. and a half, I'm sure. And uh, it has ruined the Cheesecake Factory for her <laughs> completely. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> that it has. The, the utter lacklusterness of everything else on the menu. Uh, I mean, it, they they literally have like sixty five pages of it, it's ridiculous. It's, it's a huge menu. It's a mess. Like I think about that on the <laughs> restaurant, like the food side of things, and I think about food cost, and I think about like training people, and that to me is an absolute utter nightmare. Looking at that menu, <laughs> but that's yeah. kind of a unique perspective to look at it. But that's how I look at things. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 the problem is you can't do that many things and do any of them well. No. <laughs> It's, except the uh, cheesecake they, they seem to have managed to do that thank god so we're uh we're tied at one uh chris gets to make another easy decision uh <laughs> and uh this one uh i don't know if i have much of a buzzer beater except to note that uh yeah i'm sure cheesecake factory has a lot of different flavors of cheesecake Cookout has like what, like two hundred flavors of milkshake or something like that. It's is an absurd amount. Uh, anyone who's been to a cookout knows the answer to this. Uh, uh, this one, right off the top of their head. So I've got an interesting factoid for everybody. So y'all know um, when someone gets arrested and the public is really mad that you'll throw the book at them. Uh, the book they throw is actually a Cheesecake Factory menu. It's pretty dangerous. Hmm. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I believe that's that's interesting because that feels like it would be unconstitutional under the Eighth Amendment, right? That that feels like cruel and unusual punishment. No, that would be making them eat there. Oh, <laughs> well played. I, I've eaten at Cheesecake Factory. It's fine. This it's is fine. tough because, like, uh, we were just talking, like, in between recordings. I was talking to Jeremy about a. a company over in safety harbor which i love called is it basano's uh cheesecake mm -hmm. which is like they've got a bunch of different flavors of cheesecake it's a small little mom and pop shop but it's really good cheesecake and then i think back to the last time i had a milkshake and y'all the last time i ordered a milkshake i was sitting out there we got i got a milkshake we got my we got my daughter a single scoop of ice cream and my daughter walked over to me grabbed the milkshake and then did this and went me me and then walked away with my milkshake that I didn't get to take a sip of. 
Um, like my kid. This is tough. This is this one's actually pretty tough. Uh, I, I genuinely love both of these. I think I get more joy out of a milkshake. I just don't think more place as many places offer milkshakes. I will say I think there's a lot more variety in cheesecake. So I I think the the flexibility of cheesecake allows you to have more variety of what's there um, at a more readily available clip. Like there's not a whole lot of designer milkshake places, but you're hard pressed to go to a restaurant that's only going to have one flavor of cheesecake. Usually they're going to have two or three and the cheesecake factories, 472. <laughs> at the end of the day, I'll enjoy the milkshake more, but I, I, it's more of a rare feat for me to have that. Um, I am more apt to have a slice of cheesecake because there's more different types to have. So I'm actually going to go cheesecake here. Cheesecake pulls out the win. And we move on to our final matchup of the day between the uh, two seed of the chocolate chip cookie and the seven seed of the key lime pie. Jeremy. Mm, All right. I do love key lime pie. Um, but honestly, the so I mean, I've, everyone's had a really shitty chocolate chip cookie. Like you know, the chips ahoy. Listen, don't come for me if you really love these. I'm sorry, I, I don't care, but they're still shitty. Um, you know, chips ahoy. Like they have their place, right? Like they they have their place in society. Mm-hmm. They have their function. They serve their purpose. Um, but like between the two things. I'll choose either one of them any day, but to me, nothing beats a quality chocolate chip cookie. And like, when I say quality, I mean like browning the butter, using good chocolate, using a variety of different chocolates, like using the European butter, like, like really making a good bougie ass chocolate chip cookie. Nothing, honestly, almost nothing could beat that for me. If it's perfect. It's got to be perfect. Chocolate chip With cookie gets its first on vote. the top. All right. Well, we are uh, we got we're getting we're getting a recipe for it. Um, <laughs> Jeremy, can you post your uh, chocolate chip cookie recipe in the show notes, please. Uh, <laughs> Ancient Chinese secret. All right. Um, <laughs> Damn, Baker is not willing to share with us hey, how they make all of their food. Good, their I am. They're available. Money. They're available for order anytime. <laughs> Sunshine State Bakery. <laughs> Sunshine State Sweets. I can't say that. I can't say that. I know. It's a little bit. It's a little bit. Uh, Chris, what's your opinion here? My opinion is I don't give a damn how good the chocolate chip cookie is. I want a slice of vanilla ice cream to go with it. Okay. <laughs> a slice of vanilla ice cream? Uh, whatever. A, a scoop. A make slice, it a whatever. sandwich. Make it a, make yeah, it a sandwich. That's fine. Yes. Give me two cookies yes. and put the vanilla ice cream in there. But for me, the vanilla ice cream is integral. Or inter, integral? Integral? Oh my gosh, why can't I talk? It's important <laughs> to the experience of having a chocolate chip cookie I like because I'm not going to eat a chocolate chip cookie by itself. One, the historically, they're cookie. very small. Two, I'm not a big chocolate guy. Give me my key lime pie. Give me a bite of key lime pie over an entire sleeve of chocolate chip cookies. Or if you're going to make it the cookie crisp cereal, I'll take a bite of key lime pie over a pallet of cookie crisp. Key lime <laughs> pie is not in the trash. Cookie and we're crisp tied. doesn't belong anywhere. That's true. <laughs> Sorry. 
We're, we're tied heading to Nick cereal to a chocolate chip cookie. That's where you've oh, steered God. wrong already. Yeah, that's that's a problem there. Uh, also, inexplicably not able to eat a chocolate chip cookie by himself nope. by itself i don't like I, so no. they're not is, good they're just they're not good by them. they that's, are that's they super are super bizarre they like, are a perfectly suitable and perfectly fine accessory to a good dessert but a can of you chocolate need chip the ice cream to go out with, of the oven nope. with ice cream on smelling like i need to put my camera back on so you can see my face right just now. the <laughs> most beautiful thing on the planet and you're gonna turn it down because there isn't some frozen milk hanging around. One hundred percent. I'm turning it down. For it's, it's, it's my it's my turn. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's Nikki's, Nikki's turn. Or Nikki. Okay. No, I'm it's just like right. I don't even. I mean, I okay. What? <laughs> I mean, I I mean, but I, I mean, I'm sure a chocolate. I mean, you can get those little ice creams with like the chocolate chip cookie and the ice cream in the middle but like ice cream and chocolate chip cookies that's not even like cookies and milk sure like chocolate chip cookies in a big glass of milk but ice cream <laughs> i mean i mean ice cream makes everything it's just delicious frozen milk yeah i mean don't get me wrong it's ice cream fr- makes everything delicious and has anybody had a bazooki you know those big chocolate chip cookies <sighs> and then they put the you know vanilla on top i mean yeah that's of course, delicious. But just a good, fresh chocolate chip cookie, warm out of the oven, is perfectly fine on its own. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a tough one because I do love key lime pie, but I think, I think for me, I mean, it is chocolate chip cookies are kind of a nostalgia thing too. That's like just a quintessential dessert. I mean, every kid's had a chocolate chip cookie. Like if you come home and you smell chocolate chip cookies in the oven, that's like life is good you know so i gotta go chocolate chip cookie on this one <laughs> with a big glass of milk saves it nikki saves it and chocolate chip cookie moves on to the sweet 16 sorry about that's the do pie, it chris <laughs> key lime pie i do love it i have love for it yeah i've got love for it it's great And that'll do it for this episode of Boozy Bracketology, our Sweet 16 on the dinner region. Cheeseburger will face off against mac and cheese, and barbecue will face off against fried chicken. Good luck, guys, on that decision. (laughs) Ooh, boy. Uh, On the dessert side, apple pie will face off against cobbler, and cheesecake will take on chocolate chip cookie. Also difficult decisions. You have a lot to look forward to. And you, our listeners, have a lot to look forward to while our panelists debate their way through those incredibly difficult and interesting matchups. Chris, why don't you tell our listeners where they can learn more about all this stuff? Uh, yeah, first uh, first off, check the show notes for our Facebook or Instagram. Uh, if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash P-T-E-B-B. That's your home for all of our bonus content. Um, find us on Discord at ptebb.com slash Discord. If you want some of our merch, ptebb.com. All that merch is right there, including the slogan of the Boozy Bracketology podcast right there on the t-shirt. Our wrongness is part of our charm, as evidenced by our last pick. <laughs> Jeff, back to you. All right. Well, I think uh, I think Chris uh, mispronounced correctness there, so we'll uh, we'll give that to him. Anyway, for Boozy Bracketology, I have been Jeff. I've been Chris. Nikki. 
And I'm Jeremy. Have a good afternoon, evening, or whenever you're listening to this thing. <laughs>